This episode of Duel of Taints is brought to you by Gilgamesh Brewing, making a beer for everyone. Visit gilgameshbrewing.com for more information. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Duel of Taints, the number one podcast where we argue about shit you don't care about. I'm Rhett. I'm King. Oh, and we're fresh out of the movie theater. So, we can half later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, me and Kane, uh, we saw The Witch, a uh, apparently a hit uh, horror movie. It's uh, swept last year's Sundance, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's turned out to be a love it or hate it movie. It really has been, and what's funny is I've been thinking about this a lot, like, remember early on in the show when we talked about uh, movies that the critics liked, and fans hate, or fans love, and the critics hate? Yeah. You know, like, it seems to go hand in hand that the critics and the fans are opposite each other? Yeah. That's this movie. It scored like a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes, and, and all the critics at Sundance last year just fucking gushed over it. And then it comes out, and we see it in theaters, and first of all, I hate to say this, I mean, I love the movie, but one of the worst theater experiences I've ever had. Not because of the movie itself, because they're just fucking... It was just filled with fucking assholes. Well, the, pro- the problem is, it's a bunch of assholes who expected a... A, a jumper. A jumper, a, uh, a very stereotypical horror movie. Yeah. And this is not a stereotypical horror like they, movie. They wanted they, to see Scream 6 or whatever. Or, or they, want, they wanted Halloween to fucking see or... The Conjuring, you know. Yeah. Let's rehash the same shit over again. Yeah. Of. And this movie, is it it dares to do something different. And by different, mean there's no it's not really jumpy. There's some definitely eerie points where, where like, but nothing, it's not like, there isn't like a witch that, that's going to like just appear out of the floor and try to drag you yeah. down to hell with it. I mean, it's, yeah. it, 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 there's definitely a witch in it. So let, let's, let's do this real quick. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and turn this shit off. Uh, but if you're like us and don't give a shit about spoilers, or better yet, you've actually gotten off your lazy ass and gone and seen the shit, yeah. uh, then come back when you're ready because we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Starting now. Welcome to Spoiler Zone. Everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Almost. Well, you know, there's two actors from Game of Thrones in it, so it's pretty fitting. Which ones are in it? So, the mother... Oh, that's right. She plays uh, the sister. Liza Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, she plays Catelyn Stark's sister, who still breastfeeds her son at, like, age nine or I whatever. thought she was pretty good in this movie. I thought so, too. And then the husband played a Iron Isles... Uh, That's right. Yeah. He was the one who knocked Theon Greyjoy unconscious at Castle yeah. uh, Winterfell. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I read. It. That's right. He is in this too. No, I thought it was it was really well acted. Um, I thought it, it was a disturbing movie. Basically, a lot of the images, the music, I think, is the scariest part. They do a really good job at whoever wrote that. That score. A lot of people were talking about the music, and I felt in my mind. I felt I really did like the music because it was atmospheric and added to the tenseness. I didn't think it broke ground or anything. Oh, I don't say it broke ground, but I think it was it was very fitting. The perfect music for the movie because it's a very slow paced movie. Like I said, not much action. Yeah. Um. But no, I thought the music was very airy and like the, the, the cinematography, as far as like shooting the woods that they're living in, did a really good job at making normal woods look creepy. A lot, and a lot of that has to go with the music and the you know, angles that they use. But um, now, jumping, I want to jump kind of right into the meat of this because there's a couple things I really want to talk about. So, for one thing, think about I, I was thinking about other horror movies and why they were so uh, well received by people. And the one that I kept thinking about was Blair Witch Project. Yeah, a typical found footage movie. I mean, it was the found footage yeah. movie. It still is. Now, the, in my mind, what makes that movie so scary is you never see anything. Exactly. I think less is more. And a lot of the scariest movies I've seen, with the exception of Exorcist, but you see everything. But, like, Blair Witch, like, when I first saw it, I thought it was pretty creepy. I didn't, I mean, I didn't have nightmares or anything, but it was pretty creepy. And then, uh... 
I was pretty... I saw it when I was a kid, and it really scared me from going into the woods for a while. Same with the village. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, now, the whole thing with that is, is you're right. It's less is more. And you literally have no idea what happened in that movie. There's theories, fan theories still being generated about the Blair Witch Project, you know, like what happened, like yeah. who did the murderings and how it happened or what happened. Yeah. Or, and you don't see anything. And that's part of what makes like even paranormal activity pretty spooky. Yeah. Is that you don't actually see shit. You see like footprints and... And it's, the, probably, uh, the paranormal activity is I think they, they really should not have made this made it the series that they ended up they making. They just should have made the one. Maybe the, the one, one make it, leave it one, and that, that leaves it open to the mind more. Now it has this whole, this whole backstory yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's just kind of like... Now, now in this movie, what I thought they did well was the opposite of Blair Witch Project. In the first ten minutes, you get to see the monster yeah. carrying the baby through the woods. Yeah. So right then and there, it's not like, oh... Is this just showing us an interpretation? No, it's fucking showing you that there's a fucking witch that abducted a yeah, baby. There's definitely a witch. The witch does some fucked up things. Now that image- you do not see, it's not the witch is not the main character in the movie. You don't see it that often. You used to see its back and stuff. You never really see its face. You never quite see. It's not. Yeah. Now I thought all of the like not supernatural stuff, but all of the stuff where. The witch was involved, or, you know, dark forces or whatever were involved. I thought those were super well shot. Yeah. Just like, you, just the way they were shot and edited and all that stuff, it just felt so dark and eerie. Yeah. Like, when the when the witch was carrying the child through the woods, and it's that really far away shot. Yeah. Her just going, and then, and when you see the house and all that shit, like... That, to me, the, the scene with the witch and the baby... Yeah, was by far for me. It just it was pretty disturbing. Yeah, it was. Well, and that's what I love that they did too. They gave you disturbing images that I don't think were gratuitous. Yeah, they were well placed, and it's like, and I think literally what they said, what they like, it was like the people who were making the movie. They're like, all right, we're gonna make a horror movie, and we want to show something fucked as all hell, but we want to make it count. And they're like, let's fucking put it right in the beginning for the shock factor. Yeah. And the fucking just, the awe. And so they did. They put it right there. They're like, here's the bad guy. It's real. Here's the fucking shit this bad guy does. Yeah. Or this monster does. And then move on from the movie there with the knowledge that this is what's out there and the threat is real. It's not a spooky woods yeah. with the wind whispering through the trees. No, there's a motherfucking witch out there that's going to cut up some babies. Which is what it does. And it... They don't actually show the act of cutting it up, but, I mean, they do everything, but it's... Less is more, basically. It makes it more disturbing, I think. Yeah. But, uh... That part's fucked up. Um, and the whole dynamics between the family, like, they're... At the beginning of the movie, they're essentially being kicked out of the settlement they live in because the dad is... Or the family is too religious, and this is a Puritan settlement, so if he's too religious for Puritans, then holy fuck. Yeah, it does take place in colonial times. So, yeah, and you think about that the whole movie, I kept having to remind myself that I was like, fuck, is everybody this religious back then? I'm like, no, 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 no. They were kicked out for being too religious. Yeah, they were really fucking out there. And they travel, like, a whole day's ride to this clearing in the woods where they set up their farm, and essentially you, f- you find out pretty quick that the f- everything's not going well on the farm. Like, they're having the a hard crops time. Crops are dying. Crops are dying. Um, they're having a hard time getting food stocked up for the winter. The baby goes missing. You see what happens to the baby. Cat's about ready to puke here in the Rhett's living room. And it, there it goes. Anyway, uh, clearing, crops aren't going bad, baby's stolen. The parents, everybody, they pretty much realize the baby's probably dead. Because after a week of searching, you know, it's like, well... I mean, it's not coming back. And they're, 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 they can't get it convinced themselves a wolf carried it away. Yeah, and... How stupid. You live in colonial New England. Obviously it was a witch, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and the, mo- the mother's devastated, obviously, and the dad and the son go out hunting, but, you know, they're trapping stuff. The dad reveals that uh, he sold their... His wife, the kid's mom's uh, um, prize 
silver cup that like that was her dad's. It was like a family heirloom. He sold it to, for like trapping supplies. And shit's just not going right for the family. Um, yeah. And then from there on, it, everything just gets worse and worse and worse. I, I mean, it does It does a pretty good job of just showing you a family that what I mean, on the show, yeah. The it's super, on the edge. They're, they're on the edge to begin with. And it shows you as religious as they are, they're definitely not perfect people. Or no, they're not. They're pretty gnarly people, but, uh, now, um, and what's interesting is by the time you get to the end of the movie and you kind of reach the climax where the hysteria is at its peak and everybody's blaming each other and all that stuff, you realize that the main character, the eldest daughter, uh, Thomason, she's sort of fallen right into this little neat patch where she just played right into their hands, essentially, uh, where she's the one that looks most guilty in almost all of these situations. Yeah. And, uh... Everybody dies. Yeah. Uh, except for, like, the daughter. And well, we don't know what happens to those creepy twins, but... Uh, y- no, I y- think they're dead. She y- picks assume- up their clothes, and then she allegedly has their blood on her. Oh. Hands. So... Uh- it's implied that they're dead, but you don't see it. You see the older brother, he had died from, like, a weird uh, possession thing where he coughed up, like, a bloody apple. Yeah, fucking full apple, too. Jesus. And then the dad is killed by the goat. He's gored, and then he's pushed into a big pile of wood that falls on top of him, and he dies. The mom goes insane and tries to kill the older daughter, and the daughter defends herself and kills her. The daughter's now, left alone. you want to talk about fucking chilling imagery. Let's talk about where she wakes up in the middle of the night and sees her baby there, Samuel. That was fucked up. Fucking, that was a fucked up thing. She starts feeding the baby, and then the camera pans out, cuts away to another shot that you can only assume is what is actually happening, and there's a motherfucking crow pecking at her nipple, and like... Pulling it off in stringy chunks. Yeah. Oh, God, my nipple hurts just thinking And then that. you realize that isn't the dream the next morning when like, the husband gets out of bed to stuff the And her torch, shirt's all bloody. And her shirt's all bloody, and she's just kind of staring at it. It's it's fucked up scene. That and, uh, was just fucking... And something that's fucked up is, I mean, it's probably the most famous part of the movie now is Black Phillip. This big-ass black goat with, like, horns. I think it's like... An, it's, it's some kind of alpine goat. I'm not sure. Yeah, I honestly... It's know. a pretty gnarly... Pretty large buck of a goat, and it, but like the twins are always, I guess they have conversations with it or claim to. Which in the talk, movie, but the, at first you realize, that like when they're doing it, that like okay, it's just kids. Yeah, talk. that's what you think, and it, they do a really good job of covering that. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, just kids talking to animals. That's what kids do. That still right? Oh hey doggy, oh doggy says I gotta go poop in the my, yard. My kid was not two hours ago was talking to our goat, <laughs> and. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Of <laughs> course, uh, my goats don't have creepy names like Black Phil. Yeah, like Georgia Peach and Junebug. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philip is a well. I think that goat's name is Philip, and the twins nicknamed it Black. Yeah, Phillip. Black Philip. Which, what a fucked name when you really, like, get away from it. It's like, Black Phillip. Jesus. If that's not a metal band name, I don't yeah. know what it is. But it is a black goat. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it's a grumpy goat. And they do establish early on that it's like, the you know, when it gets out of line, the dad basically has to wrestle it into submission, you know, yeah. grab it by the horns and fucking man it up. Manhandle it, yeah. rather. And, uh, yeah, now, personally... And this is the one scene of the movie I just, I can't stop talking about. Because to me, it just, it was so perfect. No. So well done. I'm on the edge of my seat. And Thomason is just in a hysteria. She just killed her mother. Her whole family's dead. She has no idea what sort of world she's living in. And she's got two choices in front of her. Well, not quite yet. So she goes out into the barn. And she kneels in front of Black Phillip. And she starts talking into the camera as though the camera is Black Phillip's point of view. Yeah. And she starts ask, begging it to answer her questions, you know. She says, like, oh, the twins were talking to you. Is that true? Were you talking to them? Could they actually hear you? Or are they just, you know, playing at games? And she's like, just tell me the truth. I need to know it. I need to know. And then the fucking the goat answers back. Well, 
you hear an answer back. Yes, I was talking to the twins. And then, and then he turns it around on her and is like, you know, do you want to be free of this situation? Do you want to be able to see the world? Do you want power? And she answers yes to all the questions. And he fucking is like, all right, fucking sign your name in this book, bitch. And, and while this is going on, all of a sudden you see a figure kind of... Now that, to me, is just... You don't even see the full figure, but it's implied oh, that it's... because it's dark. She's sitting in the dark... She's surrounded by blackness, and the figure is wearing black clothes, and you can see the hand on her shoulder. And it's implied that it's Black Philip, and it's implied that it's actually Lucifer himself. It's actually Satan, yeah. Which, holy shit. That alone, to me, the payoff for the whole movie, that was so worth it. For that, literally, that minute and a half yeah. of film made the whole movie worth it to me. Yeah, and, and it was really well done, because, again, less is more. They didn't show you the whole thing. They weren't like, the hey, figure. it's Lucifer. Play by Will Smith. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Yo, you want some power, bitch? <laughs> you want to see the world? I got to get me one of these. I could have been at a barbecue. Well, let me tell you a story. Right <laughs> <laughs> we got to make the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> the witch. Welcome to Bel Air. <laughs> But, uh, the fresh witch of Bel Air. Yes. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! oh god, oh. dude, we are making billions of this shit! Move over, Jew Hope! <laughs> Schindler's is too, a Jew Hope. Um, the fresh witch of Bel Air. The fresh witch of Bel Air. Oh, we are on point today, King! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to, uh, so that 90 seconds alone. Like Kane said, you don't see anything. You barely see the impression of this in the background and the movement. And you can see some of his clothes, which look they're very they're they're dark black, black but they're fancy looking. You hear his voice, which is it's a his whisper, it's kind of a hiss yeah. of a whisper. He literally is just yeah. He he whispers to her the answers, and it's 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 disturbing. And then all of a sudden she's out in the woods, kind of walking in the woods, and all of a sudden Black Philip is a goat again, and he's following her. And she kind of hears this noise. She's walking in the woods, sees this bonfire, gets closer, and it's all a bunch of witches, not just the one. It's a bunch of witches of different ages doing shit around this fire. All they're of a sudden, dancing. They're and dancing, and all of a sudden, like, they're flying in the goddamn air. Yeah. And which, of course, she does too. And, and the movie ends with her kind of rising in the air laughing. Yeah, which I actually, I didn't mind. Because honestly, no, I thought it was a good. I thought it honestly, fit. now a lot of people like I talked to your dad about this, and he he had said like I wish they didn't show that scene at the end, like it was a little bit of overkill. But to me, I think it's the perfect close on the fact that it's like no, this we in this movie this was real, this was not a thing. This is why we showed you the monster at the beginning. This is why we showed uh, you know the house out in the woods. Yeah. These people were real. And could you imagine if it just ended? I mean, Bailey agrees. The movie should have just ended with her walking into the woods. But to me, yeah. to me, the fact that it shows her levitating into the air with those other witches, it just shows that... It made it more real. It didn't make it... Well, I feel like it closes the story off. It doesn't leave anything to your imagination. It isn't like, oh, well, she's just going to go be a crazy naked woman out in the woods. No, motherfucker. She's a witch now. She's flying in the air. Yeah. yeah I, I I liked it. I think, I think it seemed appropriate. <clears throat> now... Now here, I've been having this debate a lot with uh, with some people who. A lot of people we saw some, saw with people who didn't like it. Well, I, I want to get I want to get into it with you, not about whether or not the movie was good, but about the choice that she made at the end. Now, um, uh, I got to lubricate my throat uh, so I can <laughs> get through this. I can help you. So, do you think? Do you think she made the right choice? Absolutely. Agree? Okay. No, so we, <laughs> oh, is that your question? Yeah. Well, do you? So she, in my in my mind, she had two choices in front of her at that point: go back to the village, because she's not going to survive out there. The food's gone. Yeah. The fucking her house is. Destroyed. Winter is coming. So she's got to <laughs> she's got to go back to the village if she doesn't want to do any of that other shit. And what's going to happen to her there? They're going to go investigate, and she's going to be accused of being a witch yeah. and murdered. Or, she signs her name in Lucifer's book and becomes a witch. Yeah. So right at that moment when she realizes that she has two choices. Or the other choice would be... Kill yourself? <laughs> well, the, the other choice would be is... I mean, it's kind of a branch off 
you go back to the village and you basically blame it all on this other witch and pray to God that they bring enough dudes and find the witch. But they're not going to do that. They're going to go back and they're going to see that there's one survivor, a young woman who fits the bill for witches with yeah. this thing. I mean, I remember, I, I, I told someone the other day too, I was like, I bet you I could find a name of a hundred people in, written in the history books that were accused of being witches with little to no evidence. Uh, I'm sure it's more than 100. Salem Witch Trials alone is like 33 women and almost no evidence at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I read read somewhere that, you know, because of the belief that witches had familiars, which were animal companions that assisted them with their spellmaking and befuddlement, they, (laughs) a lot of times... If they were questioning a woman about being a witch and a fly buzzed by, yeah. they uh, they said that the fly was her familiar and proof of her witchcraft. Yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, I mean, to me, she almost had no choice at that point. Probably, and but even she before, it was definitely. But she definitely wanted to make that choice. Wanted the, the, what she chose, ended up choosing to become a witch or serving a Satan or whatever you want to call it. She was definitely stoked about it on the end, so... Yeah, well, I would be too, honestly. Like, yeah, not to, like, serve Satan, but, like, fuck, you want to see the world? Fuck yeah, dude, this guy's wearing fancy clothes. Fucking show me the hey, world, bitch! Fucking turn into a goat at all. <laughs> like, a man, I, I bet his goat manhood's better than his man manhood. <laughs> hey am I right, ladies? Hey! I'm black Phillip, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Bad, 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 motherfucker, Once what you up? you go black, you never go back, Philip. <laughs> Now, I want another question I had for you real quick. Did you see, were some of the witches putting, like, sticks between their legs? Yeah, pl- there's, okay. there's at least, at least saw at least one do a broom okay. thing. Because okay. I, I mentioned that in some but of the... But in no. the beginning, after she tore up that baby and was, like, doing shit with its blood, yeah, it was implying that she needed that blood for power, and it showed her kind of... You can kind of see her silhouette flying, but you're, like, looking at her from the back, but she's kind of hunched over like she's on a broom. Oh. That's what it appeared to me. So like they, they, I guess this movie kind of embraced your stereotypical well, witch yeah. stereotypes. I guess. Yeah. I mean, like the the flying the broom. They kind of embraced it, put a little bit of a twist on it, but not much. Well, and that's apparently what a lot of people acclaim this movie for is that uh, is that it's historically accurate to all the folk tales yeah. and historical accounts, and so that's cool. And I and I appreciate the effort they put into it because. Yeah, they, there were no mis- There was no like, what's going to be their take on the witch? It was like, oh, fucking, she's grinding up baby meat in a bowl. Oh, <laughs> she's spreading it on her skin. Oh, she's flying on a broom. She's not fucking she, around. Oh, with this. she's seducing young men. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I don't know. Um, she's eating a goat. <laughs> I think she was drinking the milk. No, the goat was all bloodied up. Uh, well, remember. That when Thomason milked the goat, oh, and the blood came out. That goat ended up dying, so she at least did kill it at some point. Yeah, I wonder if she like befuddled it. Why do I keep saying that word? <laughs> befuddled. Yeah, I don't know. Um, God, what else was I going to say about this movie? It was a pretty good movie. Now, um, see, and and I guess, and I guess it sounds really naive because. I'm not bothered by the fact that she made the choice and may have to, like, go and butcher babies to, like, you know, and, yeah. because Satan tells her to. I'm not necessarily bothered by that because, well, we're not faced with it directly, right? We don't have to f- consider that. The movie ends with her being a witch. And and part of me, there's a little naive part of me when I'm, when I'm describing this movie to people who are bothered by the fact that she's literally made a pact with Satan. Yeah. Like put her name not only in a book. You can you can fucking bank on the fact that that's like not a, just a verbal agreement. It's a ledger book. Like yeah. he's literally a list of people who have fucking essentially given their souls. Yeah. To him. Now, I, I feel it, it sounds kind of naive, but I, I've sort of jokingly said, and going by you're right. I will say this: like going by the movie, you're right that it sort of implies it. Well. You gotta recharge the witch juice by killing babies. Or it, it, it implied, but it didn't straight up say it. It's implied, I but think. I, but when I was talking to some people about it who are sort of frightened by the prospect that she literally embraced Satan yeah. at the end of the movie as her salvation, yeah. I said, well, yeah, 
It was like the lesser of two evils. She got to live, not be murdered for not really being a witch. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, she is a witch. <laughs> so if she does get murdered, well, hey. <laughs> but on the other side, maybe, and I kept making the joke, like, maybe it's the prequel to Kiki's Delivery Service. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. The anime <laughs> made by the people who did, like, Spirited Away. Oh, and, yeah. And it's Kiki's Delivery Service. She's a witch, and she flies around on a broom, and she's, ha- like, she's like UPS on steroids. Like, she delivers parcels and <laughs> shit. And it's a happy movie. I was like, maybe she's going to fly away and be like, I'm a superhero now. And she's going to be like, hey, you. Good job. We're going to clear up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're a murderer. Like throws a lightning bolt at it. Like all these men and kill rapists. She's walking down the streets. <laughs> she turns into Hancock. Like, <laughs> Or it's like that scene in 500 Days of Summer. She like looks in the mirror. Yeah. And, like like, like combs her hair. It's like reflections on Solo. <laughs> And she says, dance. I can't ever remember the name of that song. I, I can't even, that's so funny. I guess I'll... Oh, fuck, it sounds like hollow. Yes. He's doing that. You know what always made me laugh in that script? I read the screenplay for 500 Days of Summer, and all, for that scene, it's literally one line, and it says, in parentheses, best day ever. <laughs> After he wakes up from getting laid. Uh, classic. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I like, she could join the Avengers, you know? Like, use her powers and... <laughs> it's Scarlet Witch. Come on, right? She's an X-Men. But also, I don't know, is that sort of fucked up? It doesn't necessarily bother me. It's like, she found the lesser of two evils, which was staying alive. Any human being on Earth would do that, right? Yeah. Would you, I mean, ask yourself honestly, you're faced with that prospect, and you're thinking down the road, you know nobody's gonna fucking believe you. You couldn't convince the people who knew you best in the world that yeah. you weren't a witch. Yeah. What would you do in that situation? Um... Tough call, probably would be a witch. I can't, I mean, I honestly don't... But obviously, to make that choice, she actually, you know, she she wanted to make that choice to begin with, which, you know. I don't think she necessarily wanted to make it to begin with. Yeah, but he, watching I it, it didn't seem like there was much, like, confliction, like, you know. Well, he painted such a good picture for it. <laughs> I, Do you want to be free? Do you want to see the world? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. That's, he obviously sugarcoated it to get her to say yes, but at the same time, she's faced with an impossible decision. Yeah. Like... Faced with, like, eternal damnation and, you know, burning in hell. Well, maybe witches don't burn in hell. I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe they go down there and Satan's like, Hey! VIP sweet for you, bitch! <laughs> Front of the line! <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Fucking Hitler's, like, the, the the bouncer guy who picks who gets to come in or not, you know? Ah, he is! Uh, Thomas in, you can go to the front... <laughs> My friend, my friend. <laughs> Why is Hitler have a Middle Eastern accent? <laughs> like, well, little known fact about Hitler. <laughs> uh, he was actually Iranian. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Not saying that I would sell my soul to Satan, but... <laughs> it's like... Uh, I don't know, it's just bizarre. Like, and, and honestly, and that's what I enjoy about movies anyways. Yeah. Is that they can present you with these... With these scenarios that, A, you're completely uncomfortable with, would never agree to, or any of these things. And because you've seen the situation that's gotten this character there, you're allowed to think about it, right? You're allowed to think, like, holy shit, like, what would I do in that situation? And not feel guilty about it, because, A, you're not going to be in a situation where your family's accusing you of being a witch. And because, guess what? This shit's probably not real. So... Well, fuck. I'm dead. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, you're allowed to think about it. And I feel, and, I, and, I, and a couple of the people that I've talked to about it, it seems like they feel guilty even considering that as an option. And I'm like, look, it's survival of the fittest. Like, if it came down to it, would you feel bad about killing a human being if it, dep- if it meant you or them oh, or your me, family? Oh, me or them? Oh, yeah. I mean, no. I, mean I probably would, I might feel bad after the fact. But well, yeah. She's allowed to feel bad about being a slave to Satan. <laughs> I know I do. Also, uh, strong feminist undertones throughout the whole movie, I felt. Yeah. 
Here's my familiar. Dear cat. She's like eating something. Now. I have lots of familiars. You're a creep. Um, I don't know, you know, and yeah, it, it definitely felt like, because also too, if you, if you remember in the movie going back, they were going to send her away to be yeah, essentially to, an indentured servant. Well, to marry somebody. Well. A sex life, essentially, is what that is. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't looking very promising for her. Yeah. I'm sure she much would have rathered, uh, stayed there with her perverted brother. Was he perverted though? Was no, like, I thought it was pretty normal, but pretty natural. Considering he had no other. All his choice, his choices were a mom, b his old his his older sister, who hey, or c his younger sister. She's a cute young woman, yeah. blossoming into womanhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty normal. I just say perverted because, like, I'm sure he would have tapped that if he could have. <laughs> I mean, he tapped another. Where did this movie take place? Arkansas. <laughs> the Arkansas Witch Trials. <laughs> <laughs> My baby. She's so not happy with that. Oh, maybe she is. Gosh, she's a fat cat. No, she's not. Don't talk about her like that. It's all right. Anyway, so I knew honestly. That I would like the movie when Stephen King had said, it was quoted as saying in a blurb, that it was the scariest movie he'd seen this millennium. Yeah. Since the year 2000. Um, I don't know what he saw before that that was so scary. Yeah. I, what are the movies have come out past, let's say, 15 years, 16 years, that have been scary? Well, you know, I, I was reading some articles about why people don't like The Witch, and a movie that came up uh, in the same argument was Babadook. I've never seen that. I haven't seen it, but it was the same story. Slam dunked at Sundance. Yeah. Criti- you know, held in critical esteem by uh, by uh, critics. And then uh, it hits theaters and fans are like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Uh, and it's because it's weird. Because I feel like there's this dichotomy in, super- in, in, in horror movies. People either want no supernatural. Yeah. Like, people hate to get to the end of the movie and find out it's like, oh, it's supernatural. It's like, what the fuck did you expect, asshole? Yeah. But at the same time, like, they're going to get bored with movies. It's like, oh, it's just people. Yeah. Like, people are the scariest thing. It's like, uh, no, motherfucker. Well, to me, I mean, horror movies have gotten so fucking, like, boring because all the, like, The Conjuring. How many Conjurings have there been? Two or three? The Conjuring is just a fucking remake of The Exorcist, too. It's the Jewish Exorcist, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. Or Amityville Horror. I mean, like, The Conjuring, Amityville Horror, Exorcist. There's only so many fucking horror. don't get me wrong, I love, my, I love me some Exorcist. It's the scariest movie ever made, in but my opinion. it also was kind of groundbreaking. It, but that's because it was the first movie to do it that way. Yeah. Conjuring. Um, Exorcism still holds up. Exorcist, it's still better. It's better than most of those movies now. I just, I don't know. I don't even want to talk shit about The Conjuring, because... No, The Conjuring's fine. It was okay. When I saw it, was all right, but it's like, it doesn't break any ground. At a certain point, it becomes it doesn't become scary, You know, the thing about horror movies that I've read is that studios make them because they're cheap and they make money. Yeah, cause generally, because in horror movies, generally, every main character dies, or most main characters die. So you really don't need star power for him because, well, they, no one, all right, for like, uh, a lot of actors right, Will that are Smith. big now, they got their start in horror movies. Yeah. Will, let's take me Will Smith, for example. So let's say Will Smith does a horror movie. You really don't want to see Will Smith die. Most fans don't want to see Will Smith die because like, he's an actor they love. Yeah. They want to see his character, you know, he might even be a bad example, but like in a horror movie, Motherfucker's probably gonna die. Nine out of ten times, the main character will die somehow. Yeah, that's just it's a horror movie. It's horror horrific. So they generally you you get no name actors, you know, to die. Johnny Depp, his first movie was fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, and he dies. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like a lot of big actors, they get their start in these horror movies and they die, and they do a great job, and then they get start getting the big jobs. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um. But, honestly, I thought this movie was super fresh. The pacing was fine. I like old school pacing. You know, though, I mean, 
And granted, I will say, like, I tend to be the guy who doesn't not like movies. Yeah. I go out of my... If I go to see it in theater, I want to like it. Yeah. So, I try to give movies a chance, and I generally... Yeah, you're also spending oodles of money on it, so you definitely want to get your, your money's worth. I mean, for example, like, one of my favorite movies is Sahara, and I say that all the time, but it's, like, not a fucking great-ass movie. No. It's not... I mean, The Witch compared to Sahara, 100 times better. Oh, yeah. As In terms of, like, filmmaking. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm a little shocked that most people didn't like it because I thought it was fresh. I thought it was, uh, you know, a not necessarily a relaxing movie, but the slow pace of it like really gave you time to mull over the situation. Yeah, and really, like you were really faced with these things. Like you, and the pacing was such that you had to contemplate like what you just saw. Yeah, did I just see a baby get eviscerated and a witch wear his blood? Yeah, mm. you did. Like, yeah. you know what's even more chilling? Not the fact... You don't even see the witch cut the baby, but... You see the baby chunks afterwards. Well, yeah. But what, to me, was a little bit more disturbing was the fact that this baby's laying there, and she starts, like, feeling it up like it's a piece of meat. Yeah. Like, literally like a butcher at a fucking yeah. store, like, you know, like, with the cleaver. That's what I remember watching a thing, like, I've seen butchers do this with yeah. like, meat, regular meat. Like, yeah. That's fucked up. And it, and that's nothing, you know. It's literally a baby on camera with someone being like, ah! yeah. you know. But it's just like <laughs> <laughs> they probably literally were just tickling that baby on screen, like, yeah. trying to get it to laugh because it was so upset about being naked on yeah. screen. <laughs> the fuck is this shit? I'm cold. <laughs> and they're like, woo, woo, woo. and then on screen they just like slowed it down. Yeah, because it was a young <laughs> baby too, which is always like. Oh, they probably part... bought it from Planned Parenthood, if I know anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. It's such horse shit. <sighs> I don't want my tax dollars funding abortions. They don't really fund abortions, you dipshit. Hey, whatever. You can't fix stupid things. Uh, no, you can't. But we, I guess we can elect it. Yeah, we will, too, if you're not careful. Where are we at? 37 minutes. Time you guys got to get going? Half hour? Okay. Being cool, we'd take like another ten minutes. So, did you um want us to take you home first, or did you want to go eat and hang out for a little bit, and then have us take you home? Um, I don't think we plan on being there that long. <laughs> or at least I don't want to. Be. This is our recording. Well, <laughs> please, hey. please, please, delete this. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna put this right at the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't matter. I don't care. Well, I don't want to rush you guys out if you want to say, like, I was kind of wanting to get home, but, I mean, no, I right. wouldn't mind stopping by, but, I mean... Well, how long did you want to be there? I just wanted to... I don't want to, like, I screw can't. up you guys' time. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> screw, like, I don't want to, like... Oh, no. Because I don't know if I want to be there all that long. Like, an hour seems about as long as I'd probably want to be there. But you guys are also giving me the ride, so I don't want to be, like, dictating what you guys can do or not. Well, so. if you want to go, then go. It's going to be on our time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you guys decide. But if we are going to take Kane to sleep a few minutes earlier, that way we can... I'm pretty hungry, man. Yeah. What was the other movie that was that was talked about? Not the Baba Duke, which I haven't seen, you but... You guys talked about The Witch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dad and I just, like, ripped that movie apart. It was great. Not ripped it apart. We picked it apart and, like, took each individual thing and, like, what it meant in the grand scheme of it. Yeah. It was a really good conversation. Fuck, you should have... No, it was good. Yeah, why don't you guys come over here? Dad and I were like, we should do this professionally. Like, all the symbolism of this movie. Like, we talked about the rabbit, what it, the apple, what it could have been. You mean a podcast? Like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, we really should. It was good. It was a good you conversation. You guys come over here. No, it was really good. I better conversation. Max had some really good ideas, too. Fuck! Yeah. fuck? We've been sitting here being like, what if Bill Smith was in this? <laughs> we could call it... We're like, the, the, the Fresh the Witch of Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all getting in depth. Wow, Bailey like, didn't laugh at that at all. No, that was like fucking not, pure... No gold. Gold. Like, what if they make like a really Definitely shitty... Like, yeah. What if they make a shitty sequel to this? Like, you know they're going to. They, they, they no, probably won't. They probably won't, but no, like... Then it'll be standalone. It should be. If the filmmakers have any fucking integrity... No, we just talked about like the... What each kid represented, and then what the mom... Yeah, the, where the mom and dad fell apart, and how it was, uh, how we both agreed that it was all a bigger scheme. Yeah. Now beginning. here's what I think, Kane, and I wanted to ask you this too. So obviously in the movie, when they come back from checking the traps and stuff, the father and yeah. the son, Caleb, they, uh, you know, the father sort of outright lies to the mother, and then the son backs him up. Yeah. Do the you son actually expands on the lie. Yeah. Do you think that that was wrong? 
given the circumstances, that they are a family on the edge, and he's just trying to preserve the status quo until such a time that he can repair it. Yeah. Do you think that that was the wrong thing to do? Not necessarily like... What? Sell the cup? Well, sure, selling the cup, but also lying about it to his wife. Um, given the circumstances that they were in. I think it was wrong of him to let his daughter be on the hook for it for a little while yeah, that I he did. I think it was wrong to let his son lie for him. I think, if anything, he should have just made up his own lie and said it before the mom could do anything. That way it's not on the son. Well, he's obviously a weak man. I mean... Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I talked about was... So, we think that as soon as they got there, it wasn't a grand or a scheme. The witch went after an unbaptized child, so that was obvious. But... If you notice, Thomason was always ostracized for something, but was always the safest physically. Yeah. That no one ever went after her. Yeah. Every other... So it was... He, the devil wanted her. The devil went after the kids. It went, oh, went for the two most innocent people in the whole family. So innocent that it was easy to convince the mom, who was so overshadowed by grief, that she would listen to anything that made sense. Yeah. Caleb, the only voice of reason, children-wise, the only one willing to stand up for Thomason... He was taken out. Yeah. So it was just like well, they, they, this family left themselves so open. Yeah. And we mentioned that too that it's like it, it, she was just the circumstances always painted her to be the guilty one. Yeah. It's like well, yeah, because she was the only one who found him naked. She was there when he went missing. The baby went missing with her, and also the fact that so the dad had somewhat of strong faith, or at least tried to keep faith. I mean, he was an idiot about it. But the mom admits that she fully was leave, she didn't know she believed because. She wasn't asking for God to help her understand the grief. She was saying, God, change this. So she had very little faith in it. So when she went out, it it was super easy for the devil to take her out. But notice how Black Phillip, the only person he personally had to take out was the dad. He's probably the strongest person, faith-wise. That was the only person that he had to take out. That's actually a good insight. That's really good insight. I didn't think that. Here we are, just like, fresh witch of Bel Air. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot all about the rabbit, too. That shit was creepy as fuck. Well, that was... And that's what led Caleb to her, and she... And that's what fucked up. I have a rabbit at my house right now that looks almost yeah. like identical to that fucking thing. Well, and the apple. The the fact that she... The because witch, he lied about the apple, and then well, he puked the, up an apple. And the witch... The, the physique of the witch, because you notice how she was looking at sisters, who was at the perfect age for her to be tempting to him. And then the apple representing... Kind of the only thing that kept that family together and the idea that something could be out there that could save not only our stomachs, but, like, the idea of us. Mm-hmm. When it came back... In the purest form, but it was there was a bite taken out of yeah. it. It was like you're tainted. This whole family is tainted. Anything you uh, want is not. Uh, I know, done it. It was a great conversation. You missed it. This is fucking bullshit. Tell him <laughs> to come over here. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Dad wants to go see it again because he's like, each time you say it, I think there's not where you can take out. He's like, it's not a scary movie. This movie, like, you pick it apart and there was a no, lot of No, it is. Message. But that's the, that's the thing. It is. It's not a scary movie. It is a true horror yeah, movie. It's, you go to the it's horror horrific. section at the bookstore, he and these are the types of books you're going to read. It's not a slash. It's not. He's like, oh, this shouldn't. No. This shouldn't. This is a psychological thriller more well, than right, right before we walked in, I, I was talking about how I'm fucking tired of, like, it's just getting boring. Like, all the horror movies nowadays are kind of they're the same. They're all very. They have a horror. formula. Yeah, yeah. I think... But this... Uh, yeah, this was good. Historically very accurate as far as it looked mm-hmm. happens. The part that creeped me out the most, though, all those witches were living in that woods. Yeah. So close to them. Yeah. That's the part that creeps me out the most. Like, they were all well, so that's what Well, that's what the genius is. And I said this earlier on the podcast, so I'll keep it short, but they... It, it, you, they established right from the get-go that this shit's real. That's oh, yeah. Not there's a fake no, thing. Yeah. There's nothing right left there. interpretation whether or not the witch exists. It's what did she have a hand in and destroy a family. Yeah. Part of me thinks they destroyed it themselves. They left themselves open. Well, and that's but, sort of the beauty of it, is that they obviously... They did, and they did it, you know? And it's, and it's, they all carried around this immense guilt for every thought that they had because it was impure. Well, wrong, the fact that she was having to pray for forgiveness for something that was. For, in her mind. In her mind. I would never ask for forgiveness for something I thought. It's just what it is. It's in your mind. It's for you alone to mull over. If you, yeah, see, that's what, like, my problem with that, with religion in general. It's like even having impure thoughts. Like, what is an impure thought? If it comes to you naturally, like, when I'm sitting here, all of a sudden an impure thought hits my head. How is how am I to blame for it if it just pops in? It's a natural thing. Yeah, the difference is like when you act on it. I, I just I, I have a hard to, I, I that shit. I, I fundamentally it, disagree, but I definitely see what you're saying. No, well, like yeah, sure. Fundamentally, from like the okay. strictest, purest sense. Okay, yeah. I'll give I'll give you kind of an example. It might be bad. It might be not. If I I say I'm at home watching TV and shake pops up with really big boobs, I think man, those are really big boobs. And just in my head, I think God. Those 
Come on. That would be considered okay, an impure thought. Okay, this is by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. That's fine. That would be considered an impure thought. I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong. But it's a natural thing, you know. If you think, man, I, I want to beat the shit out of this guy. I don't see why that's bad anymore. Now, I, if I was like, man, I, I want to go find me a big pair of tits and then go out and do that, you know. And yeah, my wife. Well, that's that tes- would be bad. That's a testament to your character, though. But as that's well. what I mean. A lot of thoughts are a testament to a person's character because people aren't napped. I mean, but then what about someone you say, like an alcoholic, for example, who thinks probably thinks about drinking all the time, but doesn't, like a recovering alcoholic. <clears throat> like they have impure thoughts, but they don't do it. Is that like what does that say then about their character? Like just because they're thinking about it. Because the one thing I've always I'm th- talking. The one thing acting that acting upon children, I'm acting. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not talking, talking about, about acting. About children, yeah. Kind of thing. Oh okay, like the whole pedophile thing yeah. and that. Yeah. But see, then there are even there are even a ton of pedophiles out there who admit it's like, yeah, no, I'm a no. I'm a pedophile. I can't do anything about it, but I don't act on it. No, That's you're 100 percent right. A person is not clinically a pedophile unless it is acted upon. Yeah. And I, I understand what you're t- saying. I'm saying it's still impure. It, there is nothing. Pedophiles I'm, are coming up more in these in our conversations on this podcast than <laughs> Star Wars. Judging us over so, the corner, like, but, sorry, but what I was going to say, you, oh, no, the one good thing I've ever yeah, taken away from like a religious conversation with someone—not good thing, but this—but it's like it, it's not necessarily what's in your thoughts or whatever that counts. It's like, and and one one person told me, and I've always taken this with me, is that you know God gave humanity, uh, um. God gave humanity self-control, and that's what separates them from the animals in a sense that it's like, we're not just pure instinct, and you're going to have thoughts, because that's how we act, right? Like, supposedly, if God's real or whatever, God put this lust into you so that you procreate and make babies and all this stuff. The idea is that you don't go around fucking every animal that you see. You don't go fucking eat other people's food. You don't go and live in other people's houses or murder people just because you want what they have, right? The idea is that... You Wait, human, supposedly have self-control. Yeah, but humans don't. Humans are so on the brink of losing all control. But we do have self-control. In, in a lot of ways. Okay, but it just takes one specific action for another person to make for someone to lose all control. No. Uh, really? Okay. I have heard this from a lot of people. A lot of people. If someone were to hurt my... And this this isn't directed to anybody. I've heard hundreds of people say this. Someone hurts or touches my kid, I will beat the living fuck Yeah, I've said that. That is very times. animalistic. Yeah, but a person also has the ability... Like, look. I, so, a person completely disregards logic in that point. Beating this person is not going to bring your kid back. If there's nothing okay about it, but yeah. we are very animalistic in the fact that you hurt mine, I hurt yours. There is a lot of lack of self control in even thinking that. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or anything. That is, I think people are still primal yeah, in that way. Okay, losing control for a moment is not losing all control for all time. Enough control to kill somebody. Doesn't no. That's fine. That's different. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just saying people are still. Very one would argue that me. I would argue. That, let's say, you know, God forbid someone hurts my kid, I've said if someone touches my kid, they're dead. Oh, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's I, That would not be that. me losing control, that's me fully aware of what I'm doing, I'm going to do it, it's it's a choice, I'm choosing to do it, yeah. that fucker's dying, I don't care how many cops are in my way, I, I, I will guess, get to I guess what, I, what I think is people are a lot more primal and... and yeah, but and, the difference is, is that we also oh, make conscious people's... decisions every day that are under our control. Yes, when all of our basic needs are met, but you take people's basic needs and self of safety away, it's all out of the I think, window. I see, I think, here's my problem, if, if you mean yeah, in general, I don't think it all goes I think technology has evolved way too fast for how humans' brains have evolved. We're still, our brains are still evolving, we're still, we're still animals, we're still, but we're, we're smart animals, we're getting out of that, we're very self-aware We've, but we're we're still we have all these base instincts that yeah. we we haven't evolved out of yet. I mean, look, we so, people will resort to mob mentality on such irrational things oh, yeah. so fast that that is what I mean. It just takes one false accusation and yeah. people turn. But what into I'm animals. saying, what I'm saying, isn't that people are in control 100 percent of the time, all the time. It's that alleged, and I'm not. I don't even agree with this. I don't agree with this religious viewpoint. I'm just saying that the idea is that a lot of people claim that. God, that squirrel's been out there for a long time with a nut in its mouth. Uh, <laughs> is that is that no, God no, gave no. you this self-control, and that obviously the idea is that you exercise it at all possible moments, and that's what makes you yeah. in God's favor or whatever. I, I, and I'm falling to this too, I think people are rational human beings when all needs are met once basic needs are not being met, I think everything goes out the window. Yeah. I really, I firmly believe that. You take people's self of, sense of self, sense yeah, of yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what food. I'm saying is that you have, so we have the house and all this stuff and the food and all this stuff. What I'm saying, I, 
I don't even know why I'm arguing this, because I don't agree with it. I'm just saying this is what a religious person told me. Oh, no, Re- Kate and I fully are aware of the religious beliefs behind but this I'm saying, yeah. But I'm saying it's like it's like this idea that it's like you have self-control, mm-hmm. and if your needs are met, then it's uh, it's your godly duty mm-hmm. to withhold from going yeah. and adulterating mm-hmm. and murdering and stealing yeah. and lying. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's what separates us from the animals, as in mob mentality, looting and pillaging things, and stealing food, and living on all fours out out in the wild fucking howling at the moon with the exception and we know off of all fours we do do that stuff we do loot we do steal we do but burn. that's what I'm saying that's what, exactly what I'm saying I it's, don't know what we're yelling about it reminds me of so Magnolia's the only thing that separates us, separates us with animals is our ability to accessorize <laughs> you said that I was like oh god but that's, but that's exactly what I'm saying is that like the people that aren't in self control are basically animals they're falling to their animal instincts so the people that exercise that will over themselves when they can are different from animals because they can, you know. But then the moment that you don't, it's that lizard brain mentality that Kane was mentioning. It's that looting mentality. It's that it's that animalistic. So you behavior. think it's more situational than it is inherent? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm, I'm saying. I can like, agree with that. I can agree with that wholeheartedly. I just think. I mean, I wasn't so, trying to so imply. It's so interesting to uh, see how fast people change. I wasn't trying to imply that like we have self-control from God, and that means that we're always in control. It's a thing that you have to like exercise. You know. Yeah, it's, I it's, think people have to go out of their way like, to not do things than to want. To, you know what I mean? People have to go out of their way to not give in to those urges. Exactly. It's that, like wanting so, a brownie when you're on a diet. Exactly, but it <laughs> takes it takes active effort to not do certain things. Which I think is like a sign of ascension and people and people evolving further. But the fact that we still have this urge still goes to show that people still have a long way to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just but goes it just to show you that we are animals. Like we evolved from apes. <gasps> We're redheaded water girls. So no. Yeah, I can. I did not evolve around monkey. Yeah, you did. You used to fling. Sh- your ancient ancestors flung shit. And at with each the other. proper thing is no. <laughs> not I'm not saying you're not a monkey. Not an ape. monkey. <laughs> yeah, an ape. You uneducated twat. <laughs> I love seeing that, like a picture of this, of a chimpanzee in the caption. It's like a meme, like the caption will say, you know. Monkey? Yeah. Difference! (laughs) There's a difference! There's a huge difference. Anyway, damn, I wish they were here to talk about the witch with us, because. Well, fuck. Alright, well, that's still Tane's disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) An always utter disappointment to everyone. Someone comes in. You can't end an episode until someone's bitterly disappointed with (laughs) something. (laughs) Literally, that should be every episode, no matter what we talked about, is Bailey comes in and is like, oh my god, I just had the best conversation about this. I just met Kevin Smith (laughs) and he was like, I need a a new podcast for his network. And I I said, I I don't know who, who, who would fit that bill. Fuck! <laughs> Every time, it's just like the greatest thing ever happened. Too bad you weren't there. Too bad it wasn't on recording. <laughs> We're just like one degree of separation away from, 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 from like, happiness. having the best. <laughs> oh. That's the story of my life. <laughs> I'm just one degree away from happiness. <laughs> oh. That's a trap. Yeah, it is. <laughs>